Welcome everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast and I am your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider, bringing you wellness tips and mental health education. If that's your thing, you are in the right place. Do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please also share this podcast out to your friends and your family so that they can also grow and thrive with you. If you'd like to support our efforts for making mental health accessible, please visit our Patreon page and become a Rise Tribe community member. And with that, you receive special discounts on merchandise, monthly Q&As, our monthly newsletter, and you also receive special journal prompts and accompaniments to our podcast episodes. That way you are receiving additional help on your personal healing journey. All right, so today we are discussing six signs you may have been raised by a narcissist. Now this episode is intended to bring awareness to narcissistic abuse and the impact that it can have on our relationships well into adulthood. So stay tuned for that. But before we get into that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. All right, so we're back. So lately, I have been seeing an influx in my practice with clients who are adults who are expressing some difficulties they are having in their relationships. And when I start to dig a little and ask more questions, it seems that they have been reared by a narcissistic parent. So that is the catalyst to today's episode. I figured, you know what, if they're struggling with it, why not go ahead and post that as an episode because other people out there might be struggling with the same issues. So today I'm bringing awareness to what remnants or what stains narcissistic abuse leaves on individuals. All right. And this is going to illuminate that, hey, maybe you may have been raised by a narcissist. So let's go ahead without further ado and get into what that looks like. Okay. So I have six signs for you that you may have been raised by a narcissistic parent. The number one sign that indicates this is you are a people pleaser, right? You pretty much want to please accommodate others. You care a lot about what people think. You want to make sure everyone is happy. And maybe in your life growing up, you were called to take care of your parent 
in some way, whether emotionally, whether physically, uh, maybe they have had an addiction or maybe they were a single parent or maybe they just leaned on you to provide for their emotional needs. But in some way, shape or form, they made you feel like it was your responsibility to please them. So because you had to caretake your parent and they selfishly did whatever they wanted without regard to anyone's feelings, you felt that it was your duty to make them happy, to please them, bring them joy, and whether that came at your expense or not. All right, so people pleasing is at the top of the list. Number two, competing against your siblings. So maybe you grew up in a home if you had siblings, that your parent pitted you or put you against your siblings, whether that is making you compete for their love and attention or even comparing you against each other. Let's say you did something that was unpleasing to your parent and they would compare you, well, such and such cleaned their room better than that. Or I don't understand why it's so hard for you to get good grades. Your brother always gets A's. I've never had to deal with this issue because such and such was always a gifted athlete, but always making you feel less than, always pitting you against another person. And if you didn't have siblings, maybe there was a kid in the neighborhood that got good grades, that was the stellar of the community and you were pitted against them, but never actually valued and seen for who you are, right? So that is very prevalent in narcissistic households. There will be a golden child and there will be a scapegoat. The golden child is the child that is on the pedestal. That's the child who's either gifted academically or athletically, or they're known to be gifted in some area. And there is a lot of praise and a lot of attention that goes into that relationship with that child. And the scapegoat is the child that is targeted, always blamed for things, made to feel guilty, isn't given the same level of attention as the golden child. Both children in this dynamic have different pressures, but the commonality between the two is they each are competing for the narcissistic parent's love and attention. The golden child constantly has to perform and has to be near perfect in order to receive that love and attention. As long as they make the narcissistic parent feel good and look good, they're good. And that comes with a lot of pressure. The scapegoat feels like nothing they can do is right and they're always doing something wrong there. There's a lot of blaming going on. There's a lot of shame and guilt that the scapegoat feels. Now the two, the golden child and the scapegoat, there's a lot of distance emotionally because the scapegoat resents the golden child for always getting the parent's attention and the golden child resents the scapegoat because they don't have to work as hard or be as perfect and don't have the pressure of having to perform. They can just kind of be who they are. In both of those situations, the children are competing for the narcissistic parents' love and attention. All right, number three is caretaking your parent. Maybe you grew up and you had to be the responsible person because your parent wasn't responsible. So in this dynamic, the parent requires the child to meet needs that children otherwise should not be meeting. So the child needs are put on the back burner because the parents needs are 
more important. Their problems are more important. So as a child, if you ever wanted to complain about how difficult your day was at school, oh, that's nothing. My life is so much more difficult. My problems are so much more worse. What about me? I have to pay all these bills. I have to do all this. So you were always having to caretake your parents and your parents' problems were more important. Their life was so much harder and so much more terrible. You couldn't complain about anything or even bring any of your problems. You were constantly called upon to be the peacemaker, to make sure that everybody in the family was getting along. Everybody in the family were happy. All right. I've seen this play out where the daughters will play the role of wife. For example, the father is a narcissist in this dynamic. They lean on their daughters to fulfill duties of empathy, emotional support, and cooking and cleaning. I'm leaning on them as if they would lean on a wife. And I've seen this play out in a dynamic where the mother would lean on her son to be the husband in her life. If she was single and without a partner looking for the husband to meet her emotional needs to take the role on as husband uh, would even get in the way if the son wanted to date or you know be very combative and in almost a competition with anyone the son would bring home or be interested in okay number four is your achievements validate your worth So perhaps you feel like if you work harder, you are going to get validation externally because in your home, you had to perform in order to get any attention or resources from your narcissistic parent. So individuals like this usually become workaholics or usually are high achievers in some shape or form, right? Because you're looking externally for that validation, right? Your parents' approval was based on you being the star uh, football player or you being in the starting lineup on the basketball team or how well you made them look. Maybe you were in the debate team or maybe your academics, you were a gifted scholar. But those achievements was how you learned to get attention and time from your parents. So you go on to look for those areas where you're validated. So if you're a workaholic, maybe your work validates you. Maybe people at work are praising you for the job that you're doing. Okay, so a telltale sign that you might have been raised by a narcissist is if you have a high need to perform, if you're really feeling that you're only valued if you're valuable. So you have to be achieving and constantly keep achieving. Number five is indecisive and not able to trust your own decision. You know, when we grow up in narcissistic family dynamics, there is a lot of control and manipulation. There's also gaslighting where your reality is always being tested and made to feel like you can't trust your own self. Well, you always make poor decisions. See, this is why you're having trouble with your friends. This is why nobody likes you. You're overly sensitive. I didn't mean it that way, but you're being gaslit. Your reality is constantly being challenged. So 
when you have those dynamics, it makes it difficult for you to trust your decision. So you might find that you're an adult, but you need to constantly, you know, check in with other people, even your narcissistic parents. What should I do? What do you think? Always looking for someone else's opinion to inform yours because you don't feel like you make good decisions. So that lack of trust in yourself has a lot to do with the way you were reared. Also, this can play out in your relationships as well. Like if your parents who were narcissists don't approve of your partner, then you won't pursue that partner. You won't move forward, you know, or having them overly involved in your relationship. And that brings me to number six, where you lack boundaries, right? So because your parents have had so much control over the decision making over your life thus far, even as an adult, they still maintain a pretty big level of control because narcissists never really see their children as independent. Their children are extensions of themselves. So when you are raised by narcissistic parents, your boundaries are non-existent. You don't even know what boundaries are. And so when you try to form other relationships outside of your parental relationship, they may view that as a threat. So they may feel threatened by your partner. If you wanted to engage in a romantic relationship, your narcissistic parent might feel that is threatening. Oh, since you've been dating such and such, you no longer have time for me. You don't care about me. You don't love me, making you feel guilty, which is a very common emotion uh, that narcissists like to evoke guilt and shame. They control you and emotionally manipulate you by invoking that feeling of guilt and shame when you want to move on or have your own independent life, when you want to date someone, when you want to make a decision. They want to control you, bring you back into the fold by making you feel guilty, by shaming you in some kind of way. So you can usually tell that you were raised by a narcissist if you lack boundaries, if your parents are overly involved in your relationship where they're causing conflict with your partner, they're competing in some way with your partner, they're asking you very personal questions and very involved in your day-to-day life, all right, without a care to upholding those boundaries. When you grow up in a home where there is narcissistic abuse or a home where there's toxic parents, their goal is to control their children. Their goal is to gain attention from and for their children, right? Their children are seen as extensions of themselves, not as independent beings, not as having their own independent thought and purpose, but the narcissistic parents view their children as extension of themselves. You know, the role of the children, as far as it relates to narcissistic parents, is to provide them with narcissistic supply. So what is that? That is, you know, attention, care, accolades, support, emotional support from their children. There's no thought of reciprocation at all. The narcissists feel that everyone in the family's goal purpose is to 
supply their needs. All right, they lack empathy, they lack patience, and they will often make their children feel shame and guilt when trying to assert their own independence and trying to create a life for themselves. However, narcissistic parents are not concerned about their children's happiness. Only what the narcissist wants and feels matters. Okay, this affects the child of the narcissist who grows up continuing to chase love that they never received. And they can either grow up to be a narcissist themselves or display codependent personality traits. And those are the traits that we talked about with the people pleasing and the lack of boundaries and the low self-esteem and the caretaking. All right. Recovery from narcissistic abuse is possible with a great deal of support and a consistent effort surrounding self-love and boundary setting. I offer a workshop for women, the Boundary Builders Workshop, which supports women who are experiencing emotionally abusive relationships, and it helps them take their power back by learning how to establish and maintain boundaries. Information on this workshop is included in the show notes, so please go ahead and take a look. But if you have a parent like this, like what we've described, it is best to heal yourself and recognize the unhealed childhood needs of love, care, support, safety that were not met, and then begin to start meeting them. So here's what you can do right away to heal from narcissistic abuse as a child. One is educate yourself. Go out there and look for any information you can find on narcissistic parenting, narcissistic family systems, dynamics, the cycle of abuse, and how to heal, right? The better you are educated, the better you are at figuring out how you can heal these wounds. Second thing I want you to do is confront your personal history of trauma and neglect. So look at those wounds, assess them. What were the things that were not met? How were you made to feel? What are some things that are still haunting you? as an adult, how are they playing out for you and what you could do about healing them? Number three is grieve what you did not receive. So a lot of times your needs for emotional connection, your needs for empathy, support were not being met. Your need to be seen, heard, valued were not being met. So be able to identify that and grieve that you did not receive them. All right. The next thing I want you to do is number four, work through the developmental milestones you may have not achieved. So if you were robbed from normal developmental milestones, like, for example, if your parent was overindulgent and did everything for you, it never taught you how to be independent or how to assert yourself or how to set healthy boundaries. Begin setting those. Begin figuring out how to start parenting yourself starting today and training yourself to do those things. Number five is set boundaries. 
Okay, you're going to have to set healthy boundaries. And it's going to be difficult because, you know, boundaries are not something that has been promoted or supported. And they probably won't be liked by people who have been benefiting from you not having boundaries. So being able to set boundaries that are healthy for you, that will keep your emotional climate healthy and safe and secure. All right, the last thing I want you to do is seek out healthier and more functional relationships. So when we're in abusive relationships and emotionally manipulative relationships, we begin to become that and we begin to see that as the norm. But as you're starting to heal, you're going to want healthier, more reciprocal relationships with healthy boundaries. So go out and seek those healthy relationships. So in conclusion... Recognizing these signs are intended to provide you with clarity and validation that what you feel and experienced was real. All right. Having a parent who is a narcissist can be confusing and hard to explain to others who have not dealt with that type of family dysfunction. All right. And because on one hand, you have this parent who is a pillar in your community who most people like and is well known as charismatic to others, but behind closed doors, they can be very cruel, very vindictive, emotionally manipulative, controlling, and so much more, right? This causes you to look at yourself like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the reason that this parent is treating me this way. All right, so it's important that you have a understanding of what narcissistic abuse looks like so that you don't turn inward and you don't take that on and begin blaming yourself. Because many adult children of narcissistic parents go through life feeling unworthy. They're blaming themselves for things that have gone down in their childhood. They're blaming themselves for the demise of relationships. They have this overwhelming sense of guilt and shame. If for some reason, they can't please their narcissistic parent, or they don't live up to the standards that this parent has for them. And that's a very difficult spot to be in to constantly feel like you're not good enough or constantly feel like the family's failure. Right? But it is possible to heal this. All right. And the way to heal this would be to surround yourself with a good support system because it's not easy to do this work, right? So I suggest you linking up with a mental health professional in your local town and begin working on this. You can also sign up for my Boundary Builders workshop. I have included the link to sign up in the show notes, but This type of work is hard work and it is possible to heal from this type of abuse. A great support system is mandatory in order for you to get the best results possible. All right, Rise Tribe, that is all I have for you today. Make it a great day and enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to 
up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.